Welcome to day 268 of Shaped by the Word. We've enjoyed uh, deeply reading Scripture with you, you know, this year and reading through Scripture, uh, looking at the New Testament story and the Gospels and the Gospel of Matthew has been so rich. Uh, as all the Gospel writers do, he grabs these really poignant Old Testament images and he brings them forward and shows how they point to Christ. And it's a just a beautiful mosaic of who Jesus is. We see Jesus in his teaching. We see Jesus in his power. And uh, we see Jesus in his interaction, you know, with people. And what a compelling portrait of our Savior, you know, this really is. As we move to the latter, you know, chapters in Matthew, we're moving toward the cross. And of course, there's an intensifying conflict uh, with, you know, the Jewish establishment, you know, both those on the left, which would be the Sadducees, and those on the right, which would be the Pharisees, and Jesus uh, doesn't fit neatly in either camp. Uh, he offers critiques, you know, to, to both of them, and, and of course, uh, points people to God rather than to, you know, their uh, preconceived ideas. Mm-hmm. And so when we come, you know, to chapter 23, there is a deep confrontation, you know, with, uh, with the Pharisees and a deep challenge to their hypocrisy, even though they're biblically very conservative, their lives are not falling in line with Scripture. And of course, that's a danger that all of us who have a high view of Scripture, you know, can fall into. That we, we, we love Scripture intellectually, but we're not allowing Scripture to challenge, you know, our worldview, to challenge our character, and to lead us deeper into the image of Christ. So we read this, you know, with an ear, uh, to hear what you know the Lord would have to say to us, uh, because we probably, from our group, more resemble Pharisees than we do Sadducees. We're you know, a little bit more conservative than we we are liberal, but we are prone to some of the same mm-hmm. same hypocrisies. Mm-hmm. So before we read, and uh, we read with uh, much grace, uh, asking God to show us, you know, not only those around us, obviously, but to show us ourselves and. Uh, to do his work in our heart and life. So, Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for the sometimes the deeply comforting passages that we reread and sometimes the deeply disconcerting passages we read. We thank you that you use all of them because they're God-breathed uh, to teach us, to rebuke us, and to train us and to fit us uh, you know, for righteousness. So as we read today, may you use your word to complete your work in us through your spirit, uh, fanning into flame our affections for you, and also our desire to reflect your heart and character in the world around us. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. amen. Matthew chapter 23. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels in their garment long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogue. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and be called rabbi by others. But you're not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you're all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father. You have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are we to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites, who shut the door of the kingdom of heaven 
in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you've succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. Woe to you, blind guides. You say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing, but if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, is bound to that oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing, but if anyone swears by the gift on the altar, is bound by that oath. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and everything on it, and anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites, who give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you neglect the more important matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out gnats, but you swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgent. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You're like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites, you build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how long... Uh, will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore I am sending your prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I tell you, all this will come on this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you killed the prophets and stoned those who sent you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house has left you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Very sobering, you know, section, you know, section of scripture, you know, from beginning to end, and it's an expose, obviously on hypocrisy, how, you know, uh, how we have tedious little laws that you know that we keep and we pronounce ourselves righteous while we mm-hmm. ignore you know bigger things that are nearer to the heart of God and of course we just let in you know to the section you know from the, the greatest command mm-hmm. you know in the last chapter uh, how we you know ignore neighbor and how uh, our affections for God are uh, you know sometimes diminished just by our desire to earn God's favor and to earn our own righteousness. And uh, so it's a pretty poignant uh, portrait of uh, how hypocrisy can take mm-hmm. our affections and twist them and make them something that's uh, ugly and uh, not even near the heart of God. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that stand out in this long list of uh, numerous you know, hypocrisies? <laughs> yeah, You know, I find myself and I think most of us can probably have, you know, two probably wrong reactions to a passage like this. My, my first one is just to 
read it and move on and to not even mm-hmm. think about what Jesus is trying to say here because mm-hmm. it could just really mess with me. Hit home. <laughs> the second is obviously read it and be like, oh, yeah, I know some people like that. Yeah. You know, but I think really the heart of going to Scripture is not just to ignore it, obviously, and not to just see how it applies to other people, but to potentially spend some time dwelling on these kind of intense passages mm-hmm. um, and looking at ourselves in light of these passages. And I think when we do, I mean, there's, at least for myself, you know, quite a bit that shows up. Even right at the start is um, they do not practice what they preach. Yeah. No. That's mm-hmm. just a, I've kind of heard that phrase my whole life, and anyone that's been in the church has probably heard that phrase. Mm-hmm. But that's really an important thing to mm-hmm. consider the wealth of Scripture that we do know and do cherish and to seek to live in light of that, which is obviously hypocrisy is knowing those things and then not doing those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Some theologians, you know, distinguish between foundational theology and functional theology. Foundation theology will be our creeds, mm-hmm. you know, the things that uh, we uh, we say we believe. Uh, functional theology mm-hmm. would be our lives, the things that our life demonstrates we truly believe. And uh, there's, you know, there, there's a little bit of, you know, Pharisee, you know, Pharisee in all of us mm-hmm. uh, that uh, we, a lot of times, even in our discipleship, we we mold people in our own image rather than leading them to Christ, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to mold them, you know, in, in their image. We do love places of honor. We lo- do love to be, you know, thought of well, you know, and there were, uh, you know, a couple of you know, passages earlier, you know, talked about Jesus and uh, whenever the, even the Pharisees came to Jesus, they recognized him as a man of complete integrity. You always teach what is right because you're not swayed by people because mm-hmm. you don't care who they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, he does care who they are, but he's not swayed by yeah. the important people or the not important people. Mm-hmm. No, I even see that in the life of Christ that mm-hmm. he didn't just come to exalt himself, but he actually humbled himself. And, and in so doing, he was exalted. And it's the mm-hmm. same call to his disciples yeah. yeah what a wonderful shepherding picture uh you know or what an awful shepherding picture you put heavy burdens on people and don't even lift a little finger to help them mm-hmm. but of course you know just the opposite you know you're going to find in the invitation you know mm-hmm. in, in our reading next week come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you mm-hmm. you know actually it was several chapters earlier I got <laughs> chapter 11 uh, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i'm gentle and humble in heart and you'll find rest for your souls for the burden is lifted in christ it's from our own, you know, self-righteousness and legalism, the burden becomes more and more and more unbearable and more heavy. And it also turns us into, you know, self-righteous and, and, and very bitter people in the process. Mm-hmm. In verse 12, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And I thought about the two men, you know, praying, I guess one being the mm-hmm. Pharisee, yeah. raising his hand in the, in the center of probably town or the market, and the other just being so humbled before the Lord, not even able to lift mm-hmm. his face, and just yeah. just that exact picture of what you yeah. know um, yeah. Christ is saying here. No, one standing proudly, and the other one, yeah, not lifting his face, you know, you know toward heaven. And then Scripture saying too that yeah. the, the first one has has actually received already his <laughs> reward, yeah. if you will. I, I, I thank you that I'm not like mm-hmm. other people that I'm. Mm-hmm. Not like tax collectors, and not even like this, mm-hmm. this man. And the mm-hmm. other one said, "Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner." I tell you truly, that one, and walked away. You know, sat. You know, walked away justified. Mm-hmm. And it's a, 
Uh, there's a difference between being justified by the Heavenly Father and the self-justification that we do when we mm-hmm. narrow our view of the law and compare ourselves mm-hmm. you know, to each other and ignore some of the things that the law would uh, convict us of and teach us of. Um, yeah, no, I think we're this passage also in Jesus' teaching, he, he's telling us that we're also very prone to kind of picking and choosing these these mm-hmm. aspects of following Christ that, you know, really aren't going to be extremely difficult, like kind of tithing my mint and my cumin, like, okay, let's kind of do those things. But in doing that, you can actually begin neglecting the things that, as Paul's alluded to earlier, are, mm-hmm. are much more closer to his heart. And, and that's what Jesus says here, like, you know, you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former, mm-hmm. you know, you blind guides. And, uh, you know, really thinking about the, the heart of, of God and what he's calling mm-hmm. his people to. And we see that all throughout the scriptures. Um, mm-hmm. But very easy to kind of just pick and choose the things of Christianity or the things of the Bible we want to do. And yeah. and in so doing, miss the very heart of what Christ is calling his people to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 15, when he says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you've succeeded, you make them twice as much as a child of hell as you are. I had that picture of the Apostle Paul even saying, um, you know, talking about the Jews and their zeal for God, but it was without knowledge. And you think about just that zeal of, you know, recruiting and making someone like you, but then also. Yeah not having that that even having that relationship with god well so. yeah and there, there there's the danger you you refuse to enter the kingdom of heaven and yet you're also blocking mm-hmm. you're keeping other people you know from entering you're, you're being a stumbling block to these little ones and jesus has already said you know yeah. woe to you be better for a millstone to be tied around your neck mm-hmm. and of course you end you know with the you know verses you know 37 you know through 39 which are both you know, deeply compassionate and tragic. You know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often uh, I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Your your house is left to you desolate. And of course, the next chapter is going to be all about uh, the desolation of the temple and the desolation of of the house. Look, your house is left to you desolate for i tell you you'll not see me again until you say blessed is the one who comes in the name of the lord or the consummation you know, of the kingdom when they see the son of man coming in in power in the clouds to uh you know to uh the righteous and to judge uh those who have rejected uh, you know the kingdom and it will be you know in scripture in the old testament the great and terrible day of the lord great for those who in mercy who found his mercy and terrible for those mm-hmm. who have stood in their own righteousness mm-hmm. so it is a very poignant uh, very poignant passage and um, you know we you know we we just gently pray father you know may we not be you know these people mm-hmm. uh, show us our hypocrisy lead us into a sense of of humility and may we be recipients of your great mercy may we extend your mercy to others it's in your holy name we pray amen Amen.